guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey. How do you determine if something is good value? Like, what screams at you? Oh, I have to have this and look at the price. Or they're looking for how much for that? Sure, a pair of shoes, um, a fabulous blazer, the middle best house on the street. They can be fairly easy to put a value on. But what about something like knowledge? How do you place a value on knowledge. How do you judge a value someone else has placed on it? And I don't mean just looking at the price tag, because that's not necessarily representative of value. I mean, is it worth the investment you'll need to make in order to obtain that item? It's probably no surprise to you that I have thoughts around this topic, so stick around as I work through determining value. Hi, I'm Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist and consultant. The Connections Coffee Confidence Podcast is for professional women entrepreneurs who have established themselves and their business, and they're ready to get serious about using the power of communication to surpass their business goals. On this podcast, I discuss everything from leadership to establishing a business vision to the intricacies of creating messaging, publicity, and more. I speak to women who excel in communications in their business, whatever they do, and get an inside look at how they created a thriving livelihood. So top up your mug and welcome to this week's episode. This podcast comes about because I had a lot of thinking to do around my hourly chargeable rate and the price for my Cut the Waffle workshop. If you haven't heard about that and are intrigued by the name, Allow me to explain. To waffle is to use a lot of words for little to no purpose, or even to hide your message. And good communications come from strategy. Focus and strategy will enable you to cut the waffle. I recently ran a workshop where I walked clients through creating a communications plan for their business. I offered it at a low price, low 
comparable to its value and comparable to actually booking me for the four hours and really low comparable to booking a PR agency to walk you through it. And I'm right now in the process of assessing the recordings so that I can better tailor my instructions to preempt the, the questions that arose during the workshop. So the end goal here is to create an online course for smart women entrepreneurs, enabling them to create a communications plan for themselves in the comfort of their jammies and in their own time frame. That course will then need to be sold and price is always part of a marketing strategy, as is value. Coincidentally, or not, if you believe in the universe bringing you what you need, I was speaking to another female entrepreneur about, well, being a business person around the same time as all of this was in my head. She's also creating a product and was asking me questions as market research. Of course, being me, my strategist hat comes on and we had a chat around what I see as one of her and my biggest challenges, perceived value. Like it's all very well and good to have a rockin' product, one that you really know is going to help your customers achieve their goals faster, easier, more cheaply, more intuitively, whatever. And you don't just think it's brilliant because it's your creation. No, you know it's brilliant. You know that people need this thing because it'll make their lives better in some way, shape, or form. It's been proven time and time again, but not everyone knows about it. Not everyone has the awareness that they even have a problem or an opportunity to take advantage of. They see your knowledge and think, oh, that's nice, but that's not really for me. I'm doing just fine without it. Happy toodling along just as I am. Thank you. Or maybe they have their interest peaked a bit. They dig a bit deeper and see the opportunity you present, the anguish you offer to solve, or the benefit of your knowledge, your product, or your service. But then they see the price, and it's a no. Hard no, wishy-washy no, a, oh, I'll come back to that later tonight. It doesn't matter. It's all a no, and it's also no to money in your pocket. What happened was that your value and your perceived value don't match. The potential you know your knowledge holds for your target market and their perception, their understanding of that potential, they don't align. And man, that is frustrating. You know when you're bursting with the possibilities? When you're basically wanting to smack people with the evidence of how others have done or learn this and oh my word, look at how they're doing now. You want to yell at them. This could be you. But you don't because that's not really a nice thing. We don't typically yell at people. We want to pay us money in exchange for help. And people typically don't want to be yelled at by those they pay money to. But you're on the right track because one of the things you need to do is create context. Create that context between what they're doing how they're doing it right now, and what they could be doing. Show the contrast of those who took on your knowledge and put it to use. Where those people are now versus where they were before. Contrast helps provide a context for the perceived value of your knowledge. If your service or product, your knowledge, costs $500 once, 
but sees someone increase their profit by $500 with every sale or every week or whatever, well, you have demonstrated proof of value. But people don't only judge value by monetary cost. Many value their time. And if you can help people be more efficient, if you can help them streamline one of their processes, that that increases perceived value. So how can you demonstrate to them that context of time? Comfort is something else people place value on. Does your knowledge, product, or service lend itself to increasing comfort? You know, it could even be that your knowledge creates a comfort level with a system or a task. That comfort level increases productivity, streamlines the process, and thereby saves the client money, and boom, you have a triple whammy winner of creating context to demonstrate value. However, this mostly happens in the sales process. This is part of your runway series of sales promotions and posts and emails and whatever else you've included. That context can be supremely powerful in sealing the deal. Question, can you make this part easier? Can you take some of the pressure off of that sales process? Because if you're like me, sometimes that process can just be a bit draining. The energy and the pre-planning and the gathering and collating customer information for social proof, yeah, that's work. So can you make it easier? And the answer, my ducks, is yes. But no. And how's that for an answer? Clear as mud, eh? Stay with me. You can relieve some of the pressure from that sales process. Absolutely. Obviously, if you have this all planned out, then the bulk of the information of collating and presentation media, that should already be taken care of. Really, you should be gathering your social proof from your customers as it comes in, storing it away safe, but not so safe that you can't quickly access it when you need a wee boost of confidence when imposter syndrome creeps in. Or you need a pat on the back, when someone has told you something eh, less than glowing. Or, you know, it's Tuesday. Whatever. Have that info tucked away in one place, and then when you need the social proof, it's all in one secure place for you to copy and paste and flaunt to your carefully targeted audiences. So yes, the pre-cart open back office work can be done ages in advance, which takes some of the pressure pressure off. But I mean pressure in that your sales technique doesn't have to be perfection. A system that the coming generation of your niche is going to study and break it down for its technical strategic brilliance. That pressure. So your audience is aware of the context before you ever need to sell. Audience education is a thing. It can be fairly easy and straightforward, And on the other hand of the spectrum, it can be a lot of work and time. And guess which end of the spectrum it is when your audience doesn't have enough of an understanding of what you offer to understand the value of your product, service, or knowledge will bring. Yeah, that's a longer runway for education. When you need to educate your audience in order to make your sales process easier when the time comes, that's when you really want to have a strategy in place you need to know their actual knowledge gap. You need to understand where their awareness of their pain level is. Do they even know they have a problem? Flashback to my friend who has an audience of people who don't even realize they have a problem. 
they don't have much of an awareness of what they are missing out on. And that's really hard as a person with something to sell to tackle on top of everything else. As a consumer, if you're perfectly happy and doing pretty okay by your own standards, it's not always a sure bet you're going to listen when someone tells you that you can do better. But as a business person, you need them to hear you. And it can 100% be done. It takes patience, time, and a strategy to catalog the biggest gaps in awareness, to understand the challenges around getting your messages to the right people. It takes really good messaging and having the right vehicles to deliver those messages. And slowly, surely, those people in your target audience will begin to grow an awareness that what you're talking about actually pertains to them, their life or their business. They begin to see the contrast for themselves. They see what you're talking about. They hear what you mean when you talk about the opportunities that can be made available, the choices that can be made and capitalized on with the right knowledge or skill or widget, whatever. Slowly, over a period of time, you educate your audience about what you do. And as you do that, you build the context for them to understand the value for themselves. Once you've laid the foundation, when the time comes, you have a warm audience to pitch to. When the time comes for you to roll out the red carpet and invite people to join you to share in your brilliance, they understand why they should. Your sales technique still counts for a lot, but it doesn't have to carry the weight of the sale. Your sales runway is like take off to the stars because your launch pad has already been elevated by the education work you've done. Your sales pitch, all of those emails or posts or phone calls, webinars, however it is that you have chosen to communicate the sale to your people, those are mostly reaching a group of people who have a base understanding of the need or the benefits you provide. They'll have an understanding of the value you demonstrate by your contrast and context without you having to yell at them in an indelicate manner. Now let me be clear. The education process is not a sales process. It's a communication strategy designed to create an awareness of a way your potential client base can improve their business or their life. It's ideally a two-way communication strategy where you engage your audience in order to learn where they need help understanding, where you check in with them to see how your messages are landing and being received. It's not done like educational message followed by sales pitch and repeat fashion. When you educate, you educate. You give and you give. Give in the knowledge that you are helping your audience And look, let's just be honest, you're gaining because you're gathering valuable information to help you design your messages, your pitch, and perhaps even your product better. But you give knowledge and awareness with the understanding that this is helping everyone. So in the end, you want your people to look at your offering and recognize it as value. You want your offer to be such a no-brainer that it doesn't cross their mind to question the value or the price. You want to be known as a generous person, a knowledgeable one, someone people will learn from and they want to do business with 
and a solid education-focused communication strategy will do that. And man, I am sorry you missed my initial Cut the Waffle workshop, but if you want to know when you can purchase the online version or to work with me directly, pop on my email list. I'll leave the link in the show notes. And until next week, stay safe. Thanks so much for listening this week. I invite you to sign up for my email list or join me in the Connections Coffee and Confidence community on Facebook. Those are the people who get first dibs on any classes or products I create and they benefit from the extras I can't get into in a podcast format. I also lovingly request that if you've enjoyed this podcast, you leave a review on Apple. When I see a new review, I get so excited, I almost spill my cappuccino froth. Almost. And if you're a woman entrepreneur who's ready to get serious about using the power of communications to grow your business, send me an email at Janice at JaniceFogarty.com. All my details are in the show notes. Thank you again for listening today, and I'll chat with you again next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.